Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone, and thank you so much for being here. I am always delighted to be here live with you on the air. And I'd like to thank each one of you for listening to my show live, archive, and also for downloading the show on iTunes. Just a quick background, I am the founder and CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as professional level. Some of these areas that affect our life as follow but not limited to our personal and professional growth, health and fitness, money, finances, career, self-esteem, and overall the quality of life. On this show, we have guests that come in and help me along the way, and I also host the show solo sometimes. So please follow the show for up-to-date information and for guest information, and I do appreciate that. And follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, let me know how I can help you. You can go to my website at www.coachingbyria.com to receive a free consultation and learn more about my service. I just want to also put my intention out there as always. My intention of hosting this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you. Question everything. But remember, the show is intended to be for thought-provoking and information purpose. I am a professional life coach and all my guests that come on the show are also professional in their field. So make sure you reach out to either myself or my guests with the information provided in the show. My guest today is Teresa Proctor, an amazing woman who has a gift and has the desire to serve others with the support of spirit. Teresa Proctor is a psychic intuitive, medium, life coach, and a speaker. Teresa has a unique connection to the energy of Mary Magdalene. Teresa's goal is to deliver Mary's message to women globally. And the message is very simple and very powerful. Stand in your power. Speak your truth. Share your message. Change the world. Teresa is the author of a new book titled The Radiant Key understanding. Healing with Mary Magdalene. Please help me welcome our guest today, Teresa Proctor. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I, I am really honored to be here, and especially on this day, the day of love. I know, the big love. Can you see my big heart give, sending it out to you? Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I feel the love in the air. And I do appreciate everybody who tune in. Uh, this is a great show um, to kind of tap into your inner self and, 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 and start with the love from there. You know, the love within, right? Absolutely. This day just reminds us what we need to do every day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. So my friend, you know, it's a, uh, I read your book, an incredible book, and I do um, I want to reiterate again the name of the book. It's Radiant Key to Understanding: Healing with Mary Magdalene. Did I say her the last name correct, right? Magdalene. Magdalene, yes, absolutely. Magdalene, okay, <laughs> my pronunciation. So why is the book? And can you give us a little idea? You know what what's the story behind the book? Yeah, um, actually, it kind of came to me uh, when I was going through my divorce about 10 years ago. And I was in a spiritual circle then. And I had two nuns that were part of my spiritual circle at that time. 
And this was actually in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> there you are. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting because, like, um, I was in therapy, and it was at my therapist's house that this took place, but I was I was done with therapy at, by this time. But uh, I knew that there was a connection, and I don't know how. I just knew that there was a connection between our soul and our emotions, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, But I knew that it was bigger than that. It wasn't just that. And then one of the nuns in the group at one time said something about that we hold our needs in our knees. And I went, oh, Okay, let me repeat what you just said. You said we hold our needs in our knees, correct? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was going to school to become a life coach. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the things that you learn about in becoming a life coach is what your needs are as right. an individual and what your values are. Even though people think values are like family and things like that, um, it's a bigger picture than that. So you focus on the bigger picture, and then the family and friends and community all come into that. Okay. But uh, as a coach, you understand what needs are. And when she said that, I was like, oh, now that's interesting. This, I think, I'm missing something here. So I went and I just started learning more about this. And eventually, um, somebody guided me to, well, I'm sure it was up above, (laughs) guided Mm -hmm. me to how the body is just a reflection of what's going on internally in us, which is our emotions. And our emotions is how the soul speaks to us. So it's almost like a soul language that we really don't understand. We've kind of lost that connection to the soul language. So by understanding how your body is talking to you and what is telling you allows you to understand what emotions you have not been addressing because from a very young age, um, I know most people around the world, not just here, but around the world are taught how to stuff our emotions down. Right. Hide them. And so, Hide behind yeah, them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, by but by understanding those emotions, that's what allows you to reconnect to your true self, your soul. Mm-hmm. And that's a place of, of pure empowerment. And that's also how you release things. Because I hear people talking all the time about releasing. Oh, I'm releasing, I'm releasing. I'm like, well, what are you releasing? I don't know, I'm just releasing. And I'm like... Okay, I don't really get it, but okay, uh, I can accept that. But to me, it makes more sense, with my clients anyway, is if they understand what they're releasing, so that way that they, they can get off that repetitive hamster wheel and move forward, which is what we're all designed to do, is to move forward, not to remain stuck on a on a repetitive hamster wheel going around and around, repeating or, or moving backward because we constantly moving is just you know we're either moving forward or moving backward. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. So go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how it came to me, and it just started building from there. And I know that like I don't have access to all of this information, but I was guided to it, and it just made sense. And when I started applying it to my coaching clients, it they moved so quickly through things then. And they understood it, and they could say, accept it and bring their connection to themselves to a deeper level, which allowed for healing because uh, healing comes through releasing of stress and tension right. of the body. Because right. <laughs> when right. you're stressed and you are tense, the body can't heal, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to do that, that brings you into a deeper connection to your true self, which is your soul. Right. Yeah, it's amazing because you and I, we had a, a conversation offline and we talked about this and it's um, it's it's amazing how we don't really, the simplest thing like just to pay attention to our body and listen to what our body's telling us because what you feel 
it you know i mean indication obviously whatever you you feel it in your body the aches and the pain it's a stuck emotion and that could be in a different places and i know in your book you talk about chakras and we're going to cover a lot of things i just want to quickly uh put a number out there and also tell our listener the live listener if they like to um speak with um with you teresa um our guest and uh they have a question or comment they can either call in 626-213-5773 and i also have the chat room open i know a lot of people are planning their valentine's <laughs> evening tonight <laughs> but please dial in i think uh, Teresa has a lot of great information that she's going to be sharing with us here and if you have any question you're stuck somewhere and you want to take advantage of the fact that we have Teresa live on the air with us please do dial in and if you are an international caller you can use skype Skype to Skype free. So right next to the number, there should be a Skype icon. Just click on that, and you'll be able to connect with us through Skype. So, um, Teresa, the book. So you cover a lot of different things in the book, and, uh, you know, you, you gave me a little background as far as why the book and how it came about. So uh, obviously, you know, you had a lot of uh, um, self-healing um, yourself, you know, because you were, you know, you were – injured deeply in your heart, you know, when you had the divorce and all the things that was going on with you. When it came to you, when you start connecting with spirit, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned when we ha- we were offline, I'm not really familiar with uh, Mary uh, Magdalene because I'm not, you know, necessarily a religious person, but we're not talking about religious here. We're talking about spirits. We're talking about spirituality as well. So how did that whole connection came about and you start feeling, you know, um, the answer coming to you because you said, you know, your whole book is really sort of coming through spirit, from spirit. Yeah. Well, I'm not really religious either. <laughs> so right. right. I know that, but spirit. I just want to make sure I put it out there so people don't think this is a religious uh, show. It's yeah. not. Okay. No, it's not. It's not at all. And um, the way... It kind of started for me is that as a kid, I've always had dreams. And I also, as a kid, saw spirits in my room. But my mom is a paranoid schizophrenic. So spirits in my room at night really didn't scare me. Coming home from school was much scarier than seeing people in my wow. room at night. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I think that actually what happened, too, is because when you come into a house, you have to be able to feel the energy of what's going on to know where what she's, what kind of mood she's in, if you will, you know, and what's what's going on with her. It makes you much more aware of the energy around you. So I think I learned that at a really early age, or just opened up that part of myself, or however you want to say it. To listen. So, to listen. Um, yeah, 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 and. I think that that's kind of what what opened up and started me on the journey, although I had no idea because I got married when I was young and I had three kids. And we moved about 15 times in 23 years, probably a little bit more, but who's counting? <laughs> and um, But when I started getting a divorce is when I started to pay attention uh, to my dreams, because when I got divorced, the only two things that I knew about myself was that I had dreams and that I liked colors. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I started to reconnect to who I was. And I was encouraged by my therapist to go and study my dreams and figure out what they meant. And most of the dream books that I was looking at, they come from a very, um, what I would consider to be um a lower vibration, which is more negative way of looking at things. Right. And it just didn't resonate with me. It just didn't make sense how something that was coming from spirit uh, could be coming from a negative point of view. It just didn't make any sense. And then finally, I eventually found a book that didn't come from that kind of space. And, and that was great. And that really, really helped. And my dreams when I was going through my divorce were very, uh, it was like every night. And when I have dreams, it's like watching a movie. And I don't have to wake up and write them down. And they're in color and people are talking, but not not as we're talking. It's more like a mental talking kind of thing. And um, 
it's very, very vivid. And a lot of times the dreams would be past, present, and if you stay on this course, this is what it's going to lead to, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's other types. There's all types of dreams that I've had, but that's pretty much what started me on the road. And when I was going through my divorce, my uh, now ex-husband had said to me that I should read this book that he had been reading at the time about life coaching. And... Um, I really wasn't interested in reading it because he had been reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So, but every time I put it up on the bookcase, it was out again. It would be downstairs. It would be in one of my kids' rooms. It would be on the floor in my room. It was out constantly. And I would put it back, and then it would be on again. Mm-hmm. And so one day I just said, okay, that's it. You know, this has about, been about a year now, and I said, that's it. I'm going to read this. And I read it in one night and signed up for coaching the next day. Well, kind of the same thing started to happen to me again. And after I had taken a course with a man named Eamon Downing, who uh, is a one of the instructors, one of the lead instructors, uh, at Arthur Finley College outside of London. And right. it's a school where you can go to and you can develop your intuitive skills, mediumship skills, uh, and just learn much more about the whole metaphysical world in general. Right. And it's very, very fun. And I would encourage anyone who has these kind of Skills and they want to develop that part of themselves to go there because they will learn so much about themselves. It takes about a week. You spend about a week. You don't really want to spend much more time than that because you do go to school from about 8 until 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Wow. And it's seven days a week. Yeah. And you live like in a dorm with a roommate and you eat in a cafeteria. And the only good thing about it is that you really do have a pub on campus, so you never leave. (laughs) The whole week you just stay there, and you're totally immersed in this metaphysical, spiritual world. And it's the most amazing experience for most people. It transforms them. So, you know, you... I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I just want to, before we continue, you said something to me um, which is really interesting, and I know I agree with you 100% when we talked offline. You said we all are psychic, are just the level of our uh, ability to, you know, obviously if you practice it and you go to school like that, you will bring on some of these. Absolutely. Everybody is psychic. There's no doubt about it. And but some people it comes a little bit easier, just like math does. Everybody can add, subtract, divide, and multiply. But some people are really good, and they become rocket science or whatever, you know. Right. And some people just stay with the like me, for instance. I would stay with the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Right. But. But everybody is intuitive. Everybody has that gut feeling. And most people know what I'm talking about. But they but don't listen. Can, no, they don't listen. It's unfortunate they don't listen. Because that is a God-given gift. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to bring it on and I tra- interrupted you. Because one of the, that's one of the things that I keep emphasizing on. You need to listen. Because first of all, yep. your heart does not lie to you. Think with no. your head, but follow your heart. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, being, we all are psychic, we're all intuitive, we all have that intuition in us. We were all born with that gift. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. but yeah, but you're fortunate enough to actually, you know, um, help other people mm-hmm. and, and work with that. So please tell us some more. Yes. And then, you know, when you go to Arthur Finley, they have all different levels. So even if you're a beginner, they have mm-hmm. that level. You know, and if you're advanced or in the middle, they have those levels too. So, which is really a unique experience, you know, because usually people say, oh, I have to be so advanced to go there. It's like, no, you don't. You can go there as a beginner and you can continue to grow with them, you know, and go back when you want to. But it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity. And so, 
that's kind of how I got introduced into it. I took a class in New Jersey, which Eamon Downing still comes to New Jersey, and he goes to Florida, and he teaches classes every year. They're difficult to get into, so I would advise anybody who wants to to, to do it quickly when you mm-hmm. see him. He has a website, so but it is difficult, but you can if you if you are really on top of it, you can get into his classes. But uh so that's kind of how I got started in it. And then the way that Mary started showing up was kind of the same way my coaching kind of came around. I started finding books laying around in bookstores mm-hmm. and being drawn to a cover of a book and it was about her. How you know how you do you go to the bookstore mm-hmm. and you look in and whatever sure. catches your eye is kind of where what you're drawn to. Right. And that's kinda of how it was for me. And I really didn't understand uh why I was being drawn to this. So I had a reading, it's just I think it was my very first reading that I ever had with Eamon. And uh, I said to him, what is this draw towards Mary Magdalene? I don't come from a religious background. You know, I went to church with my grandparents as a small kid like you do. And I participated in the youth group in my town because they did fun things. (laughs) Right, but it's not like something that, you know, that you actually, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know, uh, you got to go on canoe trips and parties and whatnot. (laughs) Right, I like doing that. So that's kind of why I did it, you know. Right, right. And but other than that, that's pretty much my extent with the church, you know. And uh, as far as Mary Magdalene, like I knew nothing about her, nothing, and nor did I really care at the time. Um, But when I asked him about it in the reading, he said to me, "Well, go find out. What is it about? Go find out." So I was kind of like, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so I kind of just put it on the back burner, and it kept happening and kept happening. I kept being drawn to things about her, and she kept showing up in my life until I moved to California. And once I moved to California um, and I got away from the past and that kind of thing, things settled down a little bit, um, that's when I started hearing like a voice. And it's not a voice that's like coming through your ears necessarily. It's more like a voice coming through your throat chakra, if you will, Mm -hmm. that throat area. And uh, so I started writing what I was hearing, and then I just asked, you know, um, who is this? And I heard the energy of Mary Magdalene. So I have written about six legal pads of what I heard, which is going to be turned into my next book. And um, and then I started a spiritual group, which we met once a week. We still do. And one of the ladies in there, because they knew I had told them about this, and uh, she asked me one day if I could channel Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and I said, I have no idea. I've never done that. I've never taken a class on it. Um, but it's kind of like my whole spiritual experience, if you will, um, it just happens so for me. Right. I don't have to think too much about it or work too hard on it. It just happens. So I told them, the group, that I would try, no expectations, but we will try it the following week and we'll tape it. So we did. And we just wanted to see what would happen. I really wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. I don't know what they were thinking, but that's pretty much where I was. And uh, the next thing I knew, I just took a few deep breaths, and I felt like myself move over to the side and someone else come in. And then I was kind of like in a state of, oh, when when you go to sleep and just before you go to sleep, you're aware, like if you hear a big knock or something like that, you're uh-huh. aware of the knock, but you really don't care. Or if you can hear voices in the room, you can hear the voices in the room, but you really don't care about them because you're more interested in going to sleep. <laughs> right. Which is pretty much how it was. Like I was kind of aware of what was going on, but I didn't care. And that's how it started. And it went on for about two hours or so. And um, I came back. 
and I could tell by their faces that something had happened. And um, we didn't really talk that much about it. They were more concerned about how I felt about it. And I just felt a little tired. Right. But I was okay. I was fine. I just didn't really remember what had happened. Um, but I could tell that they did. <laughs> nice. And they said, you got to watch the film. you got to watch the flip. We did it with a flip camera. And uh, they said, you got to watch the flip because you're not going to believe it. Well, I've never watched myself on, on there. I hate doing that. I cut the videos that I put on YouTube, but I hate watching them. And so um, I didn't really ever watch it. And um, and so the next week we came back and we talked about it, and they were talking more about it this time. And uh, And I talked about how I felt, and we decided that we would do it about once every three weeks, and we continued to do that, and it was about two years ago that I think we started it. So, and it's just continued to build, and she continues to give more and more information. It almost kind of, I was talking about it to somebody the other day that was at the very beginning with me, and they said the same thing that I was kind of thinking, but I don't know because I'm not totally present. I'm getting more aware of what she's saying, but I'm not totally there yet. Um, but it kind of seems like the more, um, I want to use the word uh, advanced, but that's not really it. It's like the more open the people are, the more she shares with them, and uh, the more intense the questions become, like people that really know and understand who maybe she was, the more she provides answers to which is interesting. Very interesting. So, because <laughs> so, at the first, when it started down, it was, you know, we had a lot of the very basic, um, what we call Catholic questions, if you will. Right. And uh, and those, she, she still answers those, uh, but she also answers uh, things that are much more in depth than that also now. Right. So it's interesting. And she usually gives like a little lesson at the beginning, and then people will ask the questions about the lesson, and then the questions will move out from there. Wow, that's that's incredible. You know, I wanna I have so many questions for you, and I you know the time is flowing flowing by, and and obviously you know you are gifted. You know, I mean, no no doubt about it. Um, we all have some kind of intuition within us. We all at some point and at some level, psychic, intuitive, ourselves. But I think you are very gifted and uh, you are fortunate to be able to communicate like this and, and uh, to be able to actually come back to, you know, and help people on the outside too, you know, the people's physical world. But we're going to talk a little bit more about our, our healing and understanding our soul and understanding our soul purpose but we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we will continue our discussion. Okay? Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com, and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. your love shine my friends happy valentine's day to everybody you are listening to your life now radio show i am your host coach Ria. it's always a pleasure to be here with you live on the air um in the studio teresa proctor gift and has a desire to serve other teresa proctor is a psychic intuitive medium life coach and a speaker she has a unique connection to the energy of Mary Magdalene, and uh, her goal is really to deliver Mary's message to all women globally 
Stand in your power, speak your truth, share your message, and change the world. What a great and powerful message. And I know, Teresa, uh, before the break, we were talking about your gift and how you came about to have um, um, this gift and understand it. And obviously, you were not scared by any chance because, I mean, I think when I think of medium or I think about channeling, I'm like, my goodness, you know. Um, it's it's something like, you know, it's hard for our um our human physical being to understand, you know, that there is another side to the world. But that's all good. So we're going to get to the book. <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of things. And uh, we want to understand our true purpose, you know, our sole purpose. But in your book, The Radiant Key to Understanding, again, thank you for being here, by the way. No uh, problem. Healing, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> healing with Mary Magdalene. The book, you know, in the book you talk about the connection between our body, our emotion, blocked emotion. You talked about the chakras. Um, so can you explain to us how does healing as a whole a human being really mean for the everyday for the everyday person? What does that mean? Yeah, you know, in the past we've looked at like healing our body parts. So right. for instance, let's go to the knee again. Um so if you're going to have knee problems, then you're going to look at healing the knee, which might mean exercise, certain types of exercise, maybe, you know, medication, maybe surgery, whatever it is. But a lot of times what happens is once you fix the knee, then something else happens. It might be the hip. It might be the foot. It might be something else, okay? Well, it usually is something else because that's really not the issue. The knee is not the issue. The issue is the underlying emotion in that and understanding it. So, for instance, when the knee is hurting you, and if it's on the left-hand side, what that tells me is that in the past you haven't known how to meet your own needs. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's it's fine. It's just that now you have a tool that tells you what's going on in your body. And like if it's, for instance, in the right-hand side, that would be that you're not knowing how to meet your needs right now and maybe even moving into the future. So once you can understand that, then I think it's easier to look at healing yourself on an emotional level which allows you to reconnect to who you really are because we can't just continue to treat a symptom, which would be a physical thing, an area or an ailment. We can't just continue to do that. We have to look at ourselves as a whole human being and heal as a whole human being because that's really what healing is. It's not just fixing body parts anymore. It's about healing. Right. That's, uh, that's you know, I mean, but again, you've got to pay attention to these for you to be able to uh, unblock some of these emotions or deal with some of the emotions. So obviously you have dealt with a lot of emotion yourself. You had to clear a lot of emotion. I mean, when we talk about clearing, not just saying the word we're clearing, you do some serious clearing, you do some serious inner work. So what are some of the things that we can start doing? So like when we feel an, an, an element, like a pain in the knee, like you said, you know, knees, knees, but what about like back pain? What is well, it depends on where it's at. Where I'm sorry? It's at. It depends on where it's located at. So if it's like the lower, which would be the root chakra, okay, right. that would mean that there's something going on with you in your physical realm, meaning finances, meaning uh, your relationships in your life. It's something in the physical realm if it's really lower back pain, which would be in the root, okay? Right. Which is a great thing to know because so many people have back pain and you don't know where it's coming from, and most of the treatments from back pain don't work. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that. So. Yeah, and and if it's in the so if it's in the lower, really lower, then that would be in the physical. So look at your physical world. What's going on that's really upsetting you? What's creating stress and tension in your life? And address that. And the same, keep on going. You know. Um, in the sacral chakra, which is the area above the pubic bone, but below the belly button, okay? If it's in that area of your back, then that's unreleased emotions. What are you upset about? What are you holding on to? Right. And we can keep on going. If if it's the if it's above the belly button, 
but below the breastbone, then that's your solar plexus. So what are you not saying? What do you need to say? What do you feel like you need to say to someone? What do you need to get off your chest, if you will? (laughs) But it's really your gut. What is your gut telling you that you need to express? And you can keep on going up the spine. And once you understand what it's addressing, why you have this, now you can start looking and say, oh, I get it. I should have said that. Mm. Okay. Now you can go back and say that. And you don't necessarily have to say that to them because it's not about them. This journey is about you. Right, right. That's so, so it's true. about you standing in your power and speaking your truth. And your truth might not be someone else's. That is so true. That is so absolutely true. I see, I just want to mention, I see some people in the studio dialed in, but they have not um, put their hands up. If you have a question or you would like to speak with Teresa or myself, make sure you dial, you hit one. Um, Otherwise, you will be in the um, listen mode only. Um, Again, just to give you the number out, 626-213-5773. And we also have the chat room open. So go right ahead if you like and join us there. And uh, you can use the Skype as well from the show page to dial in. Um, Teresa, so, you know, I mean, I love what you have to say about, like, you know, how you try to empower women and 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 uh in their own in the new energy and because of the celebration of of love the love day today the valentine's day um some of the things that you in your workshop you work on how um how women can step in into their personal power and you also talk about making marriage work and the power of the sacred union um you know most people jump in into dissolving a relationship right so we have a huge um divorce rate on, on unfortunately and i think the reason because and i have to also speak from a personal experience because i've been at that point uh, however i did save my marriage uh because we tend to want to control a relationship and we tend to try to find things that is missing in someone else but we have everything inside of us so when you try to empower some of these women, and we're going to go back, we jump in from one thing to another, but I really wanted to try to cover everything here. But because it is Valentine's Day and it's a day for love, what do you tell some of these ladies out there who even say right now, it's like, I don't really care, it's Valentine's Day, my heart has been broken, and I have nobody in my life. What would you tell them? Well, one of the first things I would say to them is, when you're in a relationship, and you know this from your your experience, when you're in a relationship, it is the hardest thing to do and the fastest way to grow and to move forward is through a relationship. So, But that relationship has to come with you first. So I would say to anyone who's, who's really wanting to be in a relationship with someone else, a partner, that relationship has to start with you. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if you like to do fun things and that's what you want in a partner, then start doing it with yourself. Right. And then you can attract that will, that person into your life because that's exactly what will happen. Once you have these qualities in yourself, that's what you're going to attract to you. Just like when you're married, you're going to attract somebody that has what you might not like about yourself and they're going to show you that through their mirror (laughs) right and that's what it is because i have to tell you i mean when i did the soul searching and soul you know true purpose you know why i'm here what am i supposed to what am i looking for what is it that i need and i think one of the things that which you you know you do a lot with your circle you know you talk about some of these emotions but one of the key things that i always mention as well write your feelings down and ask those questions mm-hmm. often. Ask yourself how you're feeling and what are you feeling and what are you thinking about? Um, exactly. I think it brings you back to, you know, the true issues, like what is really going on and how yeah. you can address it. And, and you know, you agree probably with me. I think if you can't enjoy your own company, you're not going to enjoy anybody else's company. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, you won't. I mean, if, if you can, and I, I mean, I have to tell you, I have friends and I have clients on that level where, you know, they cannot be single. They don't know how to be single because they cannot, um, uh, you know, they, they have to have, they have the need that they need to be with someone else because they're not mm-hmm. comfortable in their own skin. 
because they're not meeting their own needs. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so what, you know, there's a uh-huh. there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, and just because you're alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're lonely. That's true. That's true. That is so true. And I think a lot of times we have to think about, are we lonely or are we alone? And if you're lonely, you know what to do about that. Go outside your house or your apartment or whatever and connect with others Um, because that will bring you that sense of peace of being connected with other people and doing things with others. But if you're alone, that gives you the time to bring peace into your life. Right. And that's different than wanting connection. Right. That is so true. That is so true. But, you know, again, I I think everything starts with a step. Stepping forward. You know, try and get out of your comfort zone and try to to look at things in in a different way. I think, you know, one of the things that I I love that quote, change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change. They have to. Because if you've been looking at something, something for the, in a certain way, and that's only perception, because I, I have to tell you, I mean, I, I'm sure you probably agree with that as well. Everything is just a perception. Everything, reality is a perception. Whatever we think is reality is what we perceive it to be. Yep, and I would say if you're if you're having to change your way of thinking, then you need to look at who you really are. Because right. your thinking is just reflecting yourself. Right. And that's not who you really are, because who you really are, every single person out there, is comes from love, love and compassion only. And right. that's who they really are. And right. their purpose in life is to be of service. That's right. the bottom line, you know, is to be of service. That's your purpose. It's right. now what you get is to have the choice of how you're going to do that. Right. Right. That's the fun part. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think when you are in service of others, and you have to start with yourself. Be in service yep. to yourself first. You know, we talk about self, mm-hmm. you know, here, not, yeah. you know, the ego part. Um, you know, and then spread that outward and, and try to reach out to other people when you can help somebody. Like what you do, you know, it actually gives you some positive energy to yourself and, and you feel rewarded for it on a personal level Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing that feels better to somebody than to give to others. But in turn, when you're giving to others because we are all one, you're really giving to yourself. Yes, that's so true. It really is true. And um, so let me ask you this question. We're going to go back to the book because I know you talk about a lot of things on the book in the book about energy and, and um, it changing how we... Um, so how is the energy changing the way we heal? Because, you know, I mean, everything is energy, but, you know, if you can just define it a little bit for our listener who, you know, not clear about what that, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, we've been talking about it. So what, what it means, the way that um, we used to heal was just in parts and pieces. We saw ourselves as parts and pieces. That's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> and and many of us still do but really we're a whole human being so we have to heal as a whole human being we can no longer just look at our bits and pieces and heal our bits and pieces we right. have to heal in a, in a wholeness because that just reconnects us to who we really are and that's the only way that we're ever going to truly experience contentment compassion for ourselves and for others because if you don't have it for yourself you don't have it for others it's just like when they tell you when you're on a plane to put the um, oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your children or because others you know, yeah absolutely yeah. right right it's the same thing you have to heal yourself and give to yourself before you can give to others even as mothers we don't we don't think that we think we can continue to give 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 and many of us can, but eventually it's going to catch up with you because you have to give to yourself, too. That is so true. Now, is there a difference, Teresa, between a masculine energy and a feminine energy? Yeah. Everybody has masculine and feminine energy within. Oh, within everybody. each one of us. 
Every single person. Even every single man out there has feminine energy with him. Okay? And what it is, is think of it like this. This is a basic way of looking at it. Uh, the masculine energy is logical and analytical thinking. It is That's about right. doing. Right. Okay? And then couple that with feminine energy being about creativity, spirituality, and about being. Right. And see, everybody has those qualities within themselves. They're just not aware of them, and they don't always work to build them. And like so many women are, can, even though they're feminine, <laughs> that right. really has nothing to do with it, you know, because we have learned how to function in a masculine dominant world. So we've really connected to the logical and analytical thinking sides of us, the doing side of us, and we've forgotten about the creativity and the being and the spirituality part. And we have to bring those pieces back together in an equal. And it's not just about stepping into the feminine energy. It's not just about that. It's about bringing them together because that's what creates harmony within. Yeah. That is so true. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, start doing those things and start, you know, recognizing some of these things uh, can be the first step to, you know, hopefully uh, the healing from within. So where do all illnesses and diseases start? I mean, obviously, we talked about blocked emotions. And and, uh, so is there anything else that you can add to that? Well, what happens is the soul starts to talk to you. Okay, right. and since we don't understand the soul language, <laughs> we've lost right. touch with that. It's a foreign language to all of us, pretty much. You know, maybe one percent of the world out there, uh, which is not me. So um, I don't know if it's anybody else listening, but it's not me. I'm not in that one percent. But anyway, so the soul starts to talk to us, and since I don't understand it, then it starts to manifest through the emotions. Okay, and because we've been taught to squash and shut off our emotions, Depression. tone them down. Right. You know, we we don't have that connection to them anymore, and they do have a purpose. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's so emotions true. Do have a purpose. They're not just there to so that we look weak and vulnerable. That's not what it's about. You know, <laughs> but because of that, we squashed them down. Now. The soul is still trying to talk to us, so now it starts knocking on the physical body. And once it starts knocking on the physical body, it's like a big wake-up call. It's like, wake up, pay attention, because I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> right. So right. that's why it's it's great if you have the tools to learn how to read the body, which allows you to connect to your emotions, which allows you to understand what the soul is trying to tell you now. Well, I think, you know, just to add to what you said, you know, I think our, we should be grateful for our emotion because they are like the sign of something is going on so we can understand what's going on. Because without emotion, we just, obviously, we, 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 uh, we cannot communicate with our soul without the emotion. No, we can't. <laughs> and <Right>. we've tried. <laughs> right, and that, that's well what it is. Us. And I, I really do. I mean, like I, I have, I had show about AFT, which you're familiar with AFT as well. And I think you know, a lot of time, like if I have a migraine headache, and and I feel like you know, and I try to figure like what is really going on, and I try, uh, I do a lot of the tapping. I've been like tapping for God knows how long. Um, and I feel like when I release some of these energy, like the the in my meridian. I feel much better, like, right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of times headaches come from self-criticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we well, all do I, that. I'm not that really was... sure that's the problem because I don't really criticize myself. But <laughs> well, you but might not be. do it. I could be, you know. Yeah. And, and migraines are a sign of not listening to the soul. Are you in conflict or do you resist listening to your inner voice? Right. <laughs> yeah, but so. mine, are, mine are like the feminine part of the headache. Like I don't get him like migraine headache. I got like my feminine headache. <laughs> I got like okay. around my 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 hormonic, yeah. you know, up and down headache. Yeah. 
And and yeah. those, you know, I mean, obviously they still, you know, um, related to some of the things that you mentioned, but it's not something regular that I yeah. have to suffer with well, headaches. That's good. Right. You know, like fortunately, that's you know, good. I have to say I'm I'm very connected with my body. I listen to it all the time. Now I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm not, you know, where I need to be because I always say there's always room for improvement, <laughs> but mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, more conscious of it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, then, it's a process. You know, it it is, work. and sometimes it's exhausting because you're really trying to understand because we don't understand everything. And I think we so <laughs> wrapped up with our physical body, we forgot about the soul part of us. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. problem because we are not yeah. our physical body. Exactly, exactly. And this is just a temporary house that we're living in till we move into our new one. <laughs> that is so true. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure some people out there listening, they might not, uh, you know, agree with that. But you know what? Truly, if you really think about it, you know, you got to take care of your body. But that's what is the connection between body, mind, and spirit. You know, you got to have all, all of them work together. I mean, how many. Uh, um, uh, we have our aesthetic body. We have our physical body. We are. We have our most. You tell me. You're the one who who can you probably. It. You got <laughs> it. You know. You got it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I got stuck. So if you, if you can help me out. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You know, but we've forgotten to connect to our soul body. Is what's happened. You know, we've forgotten how to understand the soul language and. That we are a soul, yes, we're here having a human experience, but the soul is here to guide us and to help us and that we can connect to the soul and to gain a lot of valuable information that will help us along our journey. And this is a process. It is a journey. And you know what? None of us have come in here with written books from heaven. No, there isn't. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. we need to do. <laughs> so... You know, this is a process, and we have to be a little bit more easy or gentle with ourselves, you know, because I think a lot of times we're the first ones in that line standing there to beat ourselves up when there's plenty of other people that are back there too. (laughs) Right, right. But we're usually the first one, and it's like we have to stop that, you know, because that's not what we're here for. We're not here to beat ourselves up. We're just here to learn, to grow, and to move forward. And that's it. That's well, you it. know, Shakespeare said, you know, life is a play. We are all actresses. We have our entrances and we have our exits. So, you know, we play a lot of roles, but that's what it is. It's just a role. Exactly. Play. And, and, you know, and the more you connected with the role, the better you are. And that's why, you know, you got the... The the Academy Award and 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 the the Oscars and all stuff for people who play the role better good right I mean you know exactly. I mean I'm just giving an example here you know trying to like no, you're right. you know make it one on one kind of understanding our 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 soul but you know I wanted to ask you this it's been on my mind and you know because I do a lot of writing myself um and and of course you know I'm always trying to help inspire other people that you heard my my uh, my intention that I put out every uh, every time I host a show, but thoughts and emotion. Thoughts do come first, and then emotion comes second. But when you more conscious of the thoughts, and and that is what I've been practicing for many years now, uh, that I'm deliberate, you know, so I'm conscious of the thoughts because we think a lot. Many thoughts come to us you know, throughout the day. And then, un- unfortunately, you know, the following day we, we add to those thoughts too. So we rethink those thoughts and then we bring more to them. But when we start decluttering our mind and start really paying attention to some of these thoughts, we will start having less of the ones that we really don't want and more of the ones that are powerful. But my question is to you, where do you think thoughts come from? Are they divine? I mean, obviously they are, but where do they come from? I think everything that comes to us is divine. But the deal is that we have to be able to discern, if you will, what comes from heart, soul, and what comes from ego, attachment. Right. So, <laughs> I love so, that. And, I'm going to make a point of this. I love that. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And that's that's not always easy, you know, because... We live in a very fast-paced society, and we're moving very fast. And 
it does take practice to be able to to understand what's coming from heart and what's coming from attachment. Oh, I love that. That is so true. That is so true. Thank you for clearing that because that is really so true. Because I think, you know, the more um, we identify with things, and that's the ego part of ourself, uh, telling us to, you know, that's how you think, you know, you got to worry about this, you're going to have, and then fear, you know, we, actually, I had a um, a gentleman by the name of Dr. DeCanto who came on the show, we talked about the principles of life, and the two emotions, the main two emotions the human being experience in their lifetime, it comes in a different form, but the main ones are fear and love. Absolutely. So obviously, ego is is uh, um, associated with our ego. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. lo- fear is associated with our ego, and then mm-hmm. love is with the heart. And mm-hmm. the more we are connected to our heart, the less the ego have control over our emotions and the things that happen in our life. Exactly, exactly. I think of it. I think of the ego kind of like uh, a five year old child, if you will. So you have you have an adult and you have a five year old child, and this five year old child and we know this from being in the United States and it was interesting because I heard about this book about how to raise children in France and how different it is and it's just like okay this makes sense to me now. But if you think of the ego like a five year old child and over here anyway, five year old children like to be the center of attention all the time, okay. And they do anything that they can to get it. So they mm-hmm. might throw a temper tantrum. You know, they might need a timeout. They might need to take a nap. They might need to go to bed. Whatever it is, you know, five-year-olds need some limits and boundaries. Okay? Right. So that's your ego. <laughs> your ego is, is your five-year-old child. And then your adult is your heart, your soul. That's who you really are. So we have to keep the ego, the five-year-old child, within the boundaries and limitations that they can tolerate, you know. And sometimes they have to go and have a time out, and sometimes they have to go and go to bed early, and sometimes they have to go to bed at a regular time. <laughs> and sometimes they need to be fed, and sometimes they need to be played with, you know, and they have needs. So, The ego has needs. We need the ego, but we need the ego to be as a five-year-old child is, not the adult. And in a lot of cases, especially (laughs) nowadays, it's like the ego has become the adult and the soul has become the five-year-old child. I love that. I love how you put it together. Oh, my goodness. That is so great. Because that is, I mean, because when if you think of your ego as a five-year-old child, you can control that. But yeah. if you think of your ego as the superior of you, now you're looking down as the, the child and your ego is the adult. So <laughs> you, you want to reverse that. And I love that. Yeah. I think that is, that is such a great way to, uh, to look at it. Because we do need our ego, because our ego, even like the mm-hmm. little fear that protects us from crossing the streets when there's a traffic, you know, that's, you know, yeah, we need it, but we don't want it to take over. We don't want it exactly. to control how we live and how we feel. My goodness, the time is flying, so we're probably going to go over the air for a little bit, if that's okay with you, because I really wanted to, you know, to ask you a couple more questions. Go for it. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like really very, very great conversation. I'm, 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 I'm so, um, you know, grateful that you're here. Um, so you, I know you speak about uh, speaking your truth, okay? And uh, can you provide an example of someone not speaking their truth and how they're impacted? Uh, how, how that impacts their physical well-being? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we do it every day. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up for a minute because I'm gonna say the reason that I think we don't know how to speak our truth because I think that's really what it is. We don't know how to say it from a place of heart. We know how to say it from a place of ego, but we don't know how to say it from a place of heart. And that right. I think a lot of times is what prevents us from saying it because it's like we know it's gonna come out wrong. <laughs> It's going to be hurtful, you know. So it's more that I think that we don't have the language. And you know that you have missed that opportunity, although you can go back and address it. So 
And I certainly encourage my clients to do that. Go back and address it um, because that's a place of that empowers them and it gives them practice on how to say things. But the reason that I think a lot of us don't understand what it is, it's when you say something, someone says something to you and you say, gosh, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have done that. And you remember it afterwards. And it's like you want to say something, but you're just not sure what you want to say in the moment. And then you and then it comes to you afterwards. Gosh, I should have said this. Wow. But it's because you just don't have the language. But, but again, I think also just to add to what you say, and I just want to mention if you are in the chat room and you can't hear us, I'm not sure because we are um, start recording right now. We are streaming now and we are not live. So, But it will be archive the minute we get off the air so don't you worry you're not going to be missing anything uh i'm sorry interrupted you <laughs> but my thoughts here about speaking the truth i think the reason most of us do not speak the truth and therefore you know we have to deal with the consequences of it whether it shows up in our body or whatever happens um is fear again that's the yeah. fear part a fear of what would happen if we did speak the truth and a lot of that is just because you just don't have the language. If you know how to stand in your power and you have the language to express yourself from a place of heart, then the fear is gone because that's a place of empowerment. You feel confident in in your abilities to handle any situation. Because if you don't have that, that's when the fear comes up. All right, my friend, let me ask you one more question and we'll wrap it up because I can tell you I have to bring you back on the air because this is there's a lot of great stuff that you're sharing with us here, and I do appreciate that. But what do you think? I mean, I know the answer to this one because, you know, you know I'm a coach myself. But what caused <laughs> many people to really feel stuck and to continue to repeat the same thing over and over, repetitive behavior or pattern? Well, you know, you've, you've been saying the word, there's one word. Fear. <laughs> there you go. Again. That's what it comes down to. You know, even though we have, like you, like uh, your guest before me said, there's only two real emotions, and it's fear and love. We have all these, I kind of look at it like a tree. We have all these different branches, but at the bottom, the base of the trunk is fear or it's love. And then it goes up, and it branches off into anger and guilt and shame and blame and blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. You can go on and on with those uh, words. Commenting, of people the, are saying in the, in the chat room, they can't hear us. Um, just wanted to say, I'm just actually getting my, my co-host to, to mention that we will be archived soon. Um, uh, so just be, please bear bear with us. We're going to wrap it up. I am going to give the details um, about Teresa's and how she can be um, reached. And so we can wrap it up, but please come back, Teresa. I, I I really do admire all the information and appreciate all the information that you shared with us. Just wanted to say that Teresa Prockett is available for interviews, and she talks about a lot of different things. She talks about psychic intuition, intuition spirituality, Mary Magdalene, empowerment of women, healing with the energy, um, uh, healing with energy mediumship, and soul purpose and life work, and also she works on relationship. She's available to speak as well and teach or channel of Mary Magdalene. She works with individual and groups in all sizes. Now, Teresa, are you available like on uh, some like Skype? How do you do if you have other people who would like to join in some of your circles? Can yeah, you do it um, virtually? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, they great. Have to contact me, and I will connect with them through Skype, and they can do that by just going to my website. So. And could you please is, give us that? Yep. It's uh, www.theradiantkey.com. And that's theradiantkey.com, R-A-D-I-A-N-T, theradiantkey.com. Teresa, you are beautiful, my friend. I am so grateful that I, you know, we we crossed paths, you know, and and I feel your energy. You have such a great uh, positive energy about you. You like you like my world now, so I mean, I feel good about having you coming on Valentine's Day and and share the love with us and and really kind of teach us uh, a few things about our soul, about ourselves that we um, we sort of don't know about or we sort of like don't pay attention to, if you might say. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I'm just reawakening that part of yourself. Oh, it is such a, I'm telling you, because I'm on that journey now, and I feel so good about it. It really is refreshing. Like I mentioned, one of the things that I, I was talking about that I write a lot, and I um, I feel every evening before I go to bed, I actually sit and I start writing. And I have been doing this new, you know, project that I've been working on since the beginning of day one of this year, of 2013. And when I'm writing, I feel like someone else is writing through me. Yeah. Not me. And it's amazing. I, I really, I, it's like I go back and I read the stuff and I'm like, where did this stuff come from? And it, <laughs> that's because I open myself to to, mm-hmm. to receive and I open myself to be enlightened and, and, and uh, um. It's not, it's not about something that is outside of you. It's really all within you. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And you have no expectations on what you're going to receive. So yeah. that's why you receive. Yes, and I, I totally, totally believe that. I totally believe that, and I, I'm so grateful for it, I have to tell you, because every day I say, it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what am I going to write about. And the minute I sit down and I start writing, I'm already like three, four pages. <laughs> and I look I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go to bed now. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it it's it really is truly amazing. And of course, because I am a coach and I work with my client on journaling and trying to write their thoughts and feelings down, I feel the power of the words and I encourage people who are listening right now to really connect with that because you will be amazed of some some of the things that are going to come out, the emotions that are going to come out, and the things that you will start putting on paper because words do have power, and they have more power to them when they are written down. They do have power. They are very, very powerful. We don't realize how powerful we are through the word. We really don't. Yes, my friend. And, you know, have a fantastic Valentine's Day, and I do... Um, hope that we can continue again and and have you come on and and uh, share the love with us because you are an amazing person. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Miss Ria, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my friend. So we'll talk uh, hopefully soon. Okay, stay amazing. Absolutely. You too. Uh, okay. Much bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Okay, my friend, thank you so much for listening, and I just want to wish everyone who listened to the show today um, happy Valentine's Day. Be your own Valentine and spread the love because, you know what, we need love in our life and share that love and be amazing. You are amazing. Until next time, be well. <laughs>